I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as usual with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. And we have our special guest and partner from Montecito Bank and Trust here with us today. Vicki, would you introduce her? Happily, we have with us today Doris Roof, who is the Senior Fraud Specialist at Montecito Bank and Trust. And she has two very interesting topics to discuss with us today and share with us. Important topics because these are things that we're seeing happen right now here in Santa Barbara and elsewhere across the country. So Doris, welcome. What have you got for us today? Actually, the first thing I'm going to talk about is what we consider business email compromise, but it can affect other areas also. And it is what we call ACH transactions, which stands for automatic clearinghouse. They're not as instant as person-to-person transactions like PayPal or Venmo, etc., They do take some time to go through, but you sign up for them. And usually you'll see that with like gym memberships or the YMCA, let's say, as an example. So you go ahead and fill out their form and you go ahead and put in your routing number, your banking account number, and how often you're going to be, let's say, billed on a monthly basis. And you're agreeing to those terms and conditions. So, And then they go ahead and set that up with their bank to communicate with the bank that your account is with, and it gets processed on a regular basis, and it clears through the Federal Reserve, etc. But with the business email compromise, what we're seeing is companies or individuals have their items set up, either their payroll, let's say, or they pay their invoices through um, the automatic clearinghouse, so they're making their payments Now, all of a sudden, their email has been compromised. The scammer knows a lot of the information because of email information that you have in there, like, thank you for your payment this month. We've received your payment for the invoice, et cetera. So now the scammers know you're dealing with a company and making payments. So they go ahead, pretend to be that vendor or whoever you're dealing with, and they state, hey, you know what? We've changed our bank, we've changed the account number, whatever, um, and they say, hey, this is our new one. Please send any future payments, especially the most recent one, send over to this bank account now at this new location. Or it can be the same bank. They're just going to put down a different account number for you. Generally, what we have been seeing, instead of calling that vendor to confirm the change, the person, the bookkeeper, whatever, they just go ahead and put through the changes, you know, with the ACH. Now they're going ahead and sending out that money to the scammer instead of to their vendor. So it's just good to bring up because if you do work for a company and you're the bookkeeper or you know of somebody that has their own business, this is something that they should be aware of. Everyone should be aware of. You want to confirm that transaction change with your vendor or the company you're dealing with. So 
Okay, and I was about to ask you that question, but you answered it. How do you protect yourself against this kind of a scam? And you just mm -hmm. have to go ahead and do the old-fashioned thing, pick up the telephone, and make a phone call. Right. I'm hearing you say, yeah. And uh, what some people will do is they'll respond to the email and say, you know, please confirm this change. Well, they're responding to the scammer or the scammer will have a phone number within that email and the business will call back up and say, yes, I'm helping Jamie out while John is on vacation. I've been told to go ahead and make these changes. So they're not really talking to probably a person they normally would talk to. So never call the phone number on the email and don't respond to the email until you've actually looked up the number that you always use to contact that vendor and then verify that the changes have been made. And a lot of times we'll see it on payroll, you know, because they know there are payrolls and they'll say, Hey, can you go ahead and change that payroll to this account number and send it over or the invoice? So yeah. we've seen an increase in it recently. Protecting your email, first of all, you know, you'd want to talk to your IT department to verify you've got good protection for not anybody. Either somebody has clicked on a link within the company and now they've gained access, you know, to the, your emails, etc. So there's a lots of different ways, but hopefully companies are starting to get more secure. We just had a recent one that was rather large and we attempted to get the money back, but the account was already overdrawn, meaning the scammers took the money already. So, so this would start with somebody hacking into the company's email account or right. somebody that... Uh, an employee's business email account. Yes, because somebody, an employee, and that's where another reason you want to educate people that work for you that you don't just click on it, any link or don't trust that this is coming from your pres, you know, your company president, or whatever, because they're on vacation, they need something done quickly. You want to confirm that, first of all, with whoever is sending that initial email to kind of start gaining access. A lot of times it is people clicking on links they should not, or files that should not be opened up. It sounds like every business really needs to have a very strict protocol and yes. training all of their employees on what to do if you get yes. one of these requests. Right. Um, yes. And like I said, this may be helpful to a bookkeeper or somebody that works in accounts payable or, you know, and no receivables so that everyone knows that you want to confirm who you're dealing with is yes. probably the main information I can give you is always confirm with a phone number that you know is valid. Yeah. Good yeah. advice and good information. So yeah. I understand we're also seeing a lot of computer scams again. Yes, and we call those the cyber attempts, and they're so common. You're on your computer, all of a sudden you receive a pop-up. This is just an example. This is Norton software. We've noticed a possible problem with your security on your computer. Please give us a call. We've noticed a lot of them state, please call this number for assistance. Whoever's on the computer at that time will go ahead and call that number. Of course, it is a scammer. And then they start asking to be remoted in. Let me have access. I'll help you. And then the next thing you know, they want a gift card. And one of the things we've noticed is people don't realize 
if you don't know who you're dealing with on that pop-up, you shouldn't be dealing with them. You should unplug your computer. Once again, that's the big red flag and the helpful hint is once you get a pop-up that you're not expecting, stop and unplug your computer and then go ahead and contact either somebody that you trust that can check your computer. If you unplug your computer before they gain access, you're going to be more protected than letting them remote in. Once they remote in, they start looking all over that computer for information. So, well, Doris, I think I told you that one of those scams happened to me yesterday and it totally mm-hmm. freaked me out because it was on my screen. I don't know how I got into it in the first place. I was printing out a free calendar just to keep track of something. Yeah. And all of a sudden it popped up. I don't remember the exact words. I, I knew it was a scam yeah. and it was flashing and call this number or click here so we can help you. And first I just tried to turn it off and that didn't get rid of it. I restarted mm-hmm. my computer. It was still there. But after I did unplug it and plug it back in, then it kind of went back to normal. But it was very frightening because yeah. who wants to have a, you know, a malicious spyware or a virus or whatever it is on their computer. It's a horrible thing. Yeah, it's very horrible. And it's such an invasion of privacy that knowing that somebody is on your computer, you know, and don't know what they're doing or gaining access to your webcams or whatever. So like you said, Patty, you did the right thing. You immediately started attempting to unplug that computer, etc. And it is, it's a sense of urgency. And that's what they were trying to do with you with the flashing lights and call this number right away. It's that whole sense of urgency. And that's not how a normal business works. Right. And that has been around for a while, actually. My colleagues fell for it years ago, and he actually paid them to supposedly fix his computer. I don't know if they continued to ask for more. He somehow figured out it was a scam, but they've been doing it a long time, but it's getting more and more sophisticated, as you said. Right. Yeah. And they're quicker at it. Yeah, they're yeah, quicker. Right there. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot quicker than me. <laughs> right. They use one of the scammers tried and true tricks, which is incite fear. Yes. Get your emotions going so you're not yep. thinking with your rational brain. Right. Right. So you are guided by emotion and fear. There are times where I even sometimes doubt like, is this or isn't it, you know, and that's what the scammer will try to do start second guessing yourself and that urgency. Obviously, as you said, one of the things they're doing is looking through your computer to see if they can find banking information or maybe credit card information or retirement accounts to see if they can start draining any of those assets. But do they also pretend to still be helping you and then ask you to pay them to get control of your computer back? Is that another thing they do? Well, that's actually a very common one. You know, they will try to keep you on as long as they can. And they Mm -hmm. will go ahead and put this fear into you like, let's take a look at your accounts to make sure they're okay. And of course, as you're clicking in, they're keeping track of a lot of that information. Will they ask you to pay to get control of your computer? Yes, yes. And then what they will do is, oh, this is more serious than we thought. It's going to cost you $499.95 so that we can go ahead and put our priority repair on it or whatever they want to call it. Or they'll start asking you to pay for that. Why don't you go to CVS, get a gift card? And I think people are starting to get smarter about that. Like that is not a way of making a payment. 
they will ask you to go ahead and repair your computer. We need an additional $1,000 or we've noticed $499.95, that type of thing, where they do want you to go leave right now and go to get the gift card, then come back and give us that information. And they'll want that gift card number from the card. And a lot of times they'll ask you, oops, you know, it's still not enough. Go out and get another $500. It is sad. A gift card is needed for payment. 100%. It is a scam. Do not second guess it. It is a scam and you want to turn off your computer. And a lot of times they'll stay on the phone. They'll stay on the phone with you to make sure you're going in and getting that card number and give me that card number right away from that gift card. And they're also telling you what to say to the clerk who's telling you the gift card in case the clerk has some questions. And many of the clerks are trained these days to ask pertinent questions Yes, uh, make sure that their customer is not in the hands of a scammer. The scammer is right there in their ear telling them how to respond. They still must be making a lot of money from this scam because it's been around forever and yet it continues. continues. It continues and it's only getting stronger, to tell you the truth. We see more and more of it on a daily basis. If you have unfortunately allowed the scammer to log into your computer, what do you do to try to fix the problem? Do you need a new computer? Can somebody help you to make sure that it's safe after that? First of all, we suggest you call your bank. If you have online banking, you want to go ahead and change your credentials and let the bank know that you've actually allowed somebody to gain access to your computer. But that's the main thing. Online banking, you want to go ahead and change the credentials so they don't have access to it any longer. And then the second thing, after turning it off, we as a bank suggest that the customer take their computer to a trusted computer repair or somebody that can look at their computer and verify that nothing has been taken or installed, anything malicious. And a lot of times we do say Geek Squad just because people are familiar with Geek Squad, but that is just one location in our area that we suggest. But you want to take it to your computer person. Really good information, Doris, because uh, it's good to know that this tech support scam is still out there and people are still getting victimized with it. We definitely need to know as much as we can about these email compromise situations because, like you mentioned, large, large amounts of money can be lost. And you just feel sorry for the poor accounting person who just inadvertently believed the email message that she was getting and let that money go. So thank you so much for telling us about these two scams that are still happening out there. We all need to be forewarned. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay. Bye, Doris. Alrighty. Okay. Bye. 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 Do we have good news today? Well, we do. And actually, this is very good news. And I just got it. Now, some of you may already know this. I'm sure most of us have gotten those extended vehicle warranty messages. I got one today. I tell you, these scammers have my number. (laughs) And it usually starts with, we've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. Mm -hmm. Well, the Federal Communications Commission is now requiring U.S telecom providers to block those calls. Wow. So we are hopefully no longer going to be getting those calls. And I thought this was an interesting piece of information. There have been over 8 billion calls 
8 billion of these kinds of calls since 2018, when this whole scam started. So apparently the group that's been running this scam bought access to nearly half a million phone numbers for more than 200 area codes. And they've been running this scam ever since they got hold of those phone numbers. So now, finally, finally, and it's about time, I have to say, the Federal Communications Commission is telling U.S. telecom providers that they must take steps to block these calls. And if they don't do that, they may be liable themselves for any losses suffered by victims who've received any of these calls. So they mean business, and hopefully we won't be getting these calls anymore. In my case, they're calling about a car that I haven't had for years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're a little behind the times. Yes, they are. (laughs) These are not very sophisticated scammers. Some of them not, no. Would you share your fraud hotline, please, Vicki? Absolutely. Area code 805-568-2442. And again, 805-568-2442. 2442. And I do welcome your calls. Thank you, Vicki. I look forward to talking again next week. Bye.